What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. One hundred percent. What is your most valuable asset? What's up, Johnny King? Thanks for joining me on the Becoming Kings podcast today. I want to talk about acquiring uh, income, income-producing assets. So, your number one, or <laughs> your number one most valuable asset, is what? It's your time, right? That's the one thing you cannot buy more of. The, uh, I think it's one of those things that, you know, it certainly comes from my, my past wounds, right? If you've read the five love languages, which if you haven't, go read it. But the five love languages are quality time, physical touch, acts of service, gifts, and words of affirmation. Okay, I am a physical touch and a quality time type of guy. Okay, and I love spending time <laughs> with those that I love. Uh, the the intimate partners that I have had, I have fallen in love with them by sharing experiences with them. So. The one thing that I, again, not surprisingly, that I wished I had had more of when I was younger was quality time with my mom and with my dad. With my mom passing away uh, at the age of 61, that's rough, of course. Um, I think the thing that I cherish most since then has been the, the healing of my relationship with my father and the quality time that I've had with him. Uh, My life is nowhere where I thought it would be (laughs) at this day and age, Uh, in in some regards. You know, I thought I would be married and have kids and all that stuff by now. Um, And and even though that's still very much the the vision for the future, I am also so, so grateful to have had the quality time that I've been able to to spend with my old man over the past you know, 10, 12, 15 years since my mom passed away. Um, and so having said that, you know what? What's occurring to me? <laughs> uh, October 6th, which is actually uh, today, is 15 years, I believe. Is that right? When did my mom pass away? October 6th. Oh, I can't remember, actually. That's probably a good thing. It's not one of those days that I, like, (laughs) track every single year. Anyways, it was around October, uh, mid-October, that my mom passed away in 2006. Uh, So that would mark 15 years ago. Crazy. Anyways, (laughs) 
I digress. Little little uh, tangent there. But that's why, for me personally, and I think a lot of people, when it comes down to it, um, when you start kind of looking back on your life, when you've lived enough life, you start questioning where you spend your time, right? And, you know, are you a workaholic? Are you an alcoholic? Are you some type of aholic to where you're not being present to the moment? Because it, it really is um, what's beautiful about this life is, is being in the present moment. And yet we're, myself included, so easily susceptible to, you know, being depressed about the past or being anxious about the future and just not enjoying this current moment. And so I say all this because <clears throat> for me personally, and certainly a lot of guys that I've talked to and women, uh, let's just say a lot of human beings, they stress out about finances. Um, and I'm, I'm no, you know, I'm no different from that either. And yet I've learned, um, the older I get and, and with more and more cash in the bank or, you know, investments and all those things look good on paper and yet they don't always help <laughs> with with lowering levels of of stress and anxiety right so i grew up hearing from my dad oh cash is king cash is king cool i tend to feel like cash flow is king because i may have a lot of cash in the bank Okay, and yet I don't feel any different. I still feel stressed, right? And so I can log into my accounts and see a lot of cash. Cool. That might make me feel <sighs> okay for a moment, but sometimes it's it's actually the cash flow that really has an impact on my life. And so that's why I wanted to take a moment to, to record this podcast because <clears throat> so many people are busting their ass, you know, to to make more money, thus to be able to spend more money on things, and yet they don't have the time to actually enjoy the things that they buy, whether it be a boat, a motorcycle, a, uh, a third home, time with their family. So why, why I say going back to the love languages I think is extremely important, especially as a guy. If you don't know what it is that you value most – you just need to take a couple of personality profile assessments to figure out like, oh, you know what? Your life could probably be so much more simple than you have it set up to be. And if you're constantly overwhelmed and stressed, it's, it's particularly because we have a way in our culture, at least in the, in the Western civilization, the U.S., to overcomplicate. <clears throat> and so, as, I, as again, as I've matured and really started to look at like, what is it that I truly value? And then working with so many different guys and coaching them towards greater levels of fulfillment, a life of acquisition doesn't equal happiness, okay? There's a balance, as I've said before, about the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Like, I have to be growing for me to, to, to feel like I'm making progress. That's a big part of it, for me to, to feel like I'm happy. And yet... There also is a side of it where, like this past weekend, I went mountain biking with, with a buddy, and it's been too long since I've been mountain biking. I'm like, oh, gosh, I love this so much. 
And so I'm like, I got to get out there and do more of that, right? So whatever it is for you that you enjoy that brings you fulfillment, whether it's going to concerts or traveling or reading a book or having a lazy Sunday, whatever it is, like, we need to do more of it, right? But to be able to do more of it requires time. And even if you have the time but you are not present because you're constantly stressed, you have to question, is it worth it? You know, and, and sometimes I look at a lot of high achieving people and they may have achieved a lot and that makes them feel significant, that makes them feel of worth, and yet they are <laughs> they're like sucking years off of their life because of the levels of stress that they are constantly putting themselves under. And so for me, cash flow is king. The more cash flow I have, the more I'm able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. But a buddy of mine the other day, <clears throat> excuse me, said, you know what, Johnny, you've done a really good job of automating your life so that you have people to support you and things are done. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm got a little tickle in my throat. Um, such that, you know, you don't have a ton of stress. I'm like, well, I, I certainly stress about things. I think stress is one of those things that... Uh, we as human beings are, are good at, and sometimes we do it even, you know, if life is good, we just do it to keep ourselves from being too bored, right? I don't know. I'd love to live a, a stress-free life, and, and yet I'm not sure if that's the point of this human, human experience. But I, I appreciated his, uh, I appreciated his, his sentiments, uh, to some extent, and I know that's what I'm working towards is a level of, of, automation a level of keeping things simple. So me personally, I'm not big into acquiring a lot of things unless they have purpose, right? Like I have three pairs of jeans that I love all. <laughs> I love all of them and I but I don't need tons of clothing. I don't need tons of shoes. I don't need tons of and I'm not saying that's a bad thing if that's if that's your thing, you know. If you've got a lot of purses, man, you rock out those purses. I don't I don't give a fuck. You do you. But as long as it brings you joy, that's awesome. If it doesn't, then you have to look at why are we acquiring so many things. So when it comes down to for me personally, acquiring assets that generate income, that allows me to have a lot more freedom, right? So yes, I like nice things. Like I said, it brings me joy. I've got a couple cars. I rent one of them out on Turo, which more than pays for all of my transportation needs each month. Okay, I rent it out one week out of the month, and it pays for the rest of uh, my insurance, my maintenance, my gas. Uh, and so that to me is, is worth it. Where a couple years ago, before COVID, I was renting out both my cars, and it was a lot of mileage, a lot of um, a lot of wear and tear, and I wasn't really getting to enjoy, uh, you know, my my nicer car that I rent out now. So, a lot of people ask me, "Well, oh gosh, do, does it bother you that other people are renting out your car?" I'm like, no, not really, because there, again, there's part of me 
and this uh, teach their own some people can airbnb some people can turo some people can share their stuff and some people are just like i can't handle it i couldn't it, it gives me too much anxiety so you have to figure out what what works for you in terms of what <laughs> what little maybe side hustles or businesses that you can acquire to generate more income but that's just for me a very simple way for me to enjoy um my mountain car and my sports car in a way that I don't have to necessarily stress out about, you know, the payments or the maintenance and everything else. And so I use Turo to allow me to to focus on, you know, other things and not have to worry about that. Because when I was listening to some of these, um, like the Bigger Pockets podcast and the Fire Pot podcast, a lot about personal finance, they talk about the, the three biggest Typically, the, the three areas that are of, you know, biggest expenditure in our everyday lives. First and foremost is where we live. Secondarily would be transportation, cars, insurance, that sort of thing. Third would be food, right? Dining out and groceries and everything else. So <clears throat> I have several homes. I currently have three, buying a fourth at the moment down in Orlando. Two of the three um, generate income through Airbnb. So, uh, and then the third one is a long-term tenant. So I've got a property in the mountains. I've got a property here in Denver. I've got a property in St. Louis. Like I said, I'm buying one in Florida. And so the key is for me to just focus on giving my passion and my purpose, which is coaching men, obviously with this podcast, to, to be in a place where I can be completely present to support those that really want coaching, but it keep you know, but to be in a place where I'm constantly stressed about finances is not a place that's good for me. Whether that shows up in my coaching, or my relationships, or just <laughs> by myself, you know. Um, and so, that for me is what what makes sense. It's like okay, cash flow is king, and so the the more you can look to lower your expenses or the really big expenses get those paid for, you know, that's certainly something to think about. Now, again, I can hear people say, oh, well, I have a wife and a kid. We have a home. It doesn't make sense for us to Airbnb. You know what? At the end of the day, though, people who are really, really, (laughs) who are willing to be uncomfortable for the short period of times, so that they can be more comfortable in the long periods of times, those that are willing to risk um, kind of upsetting the apple cart are typically what I who I see are the ones that win, right? Now, yes, being single, not having kids uh, at the moment, it, it makes makes it very easy for me to pivot and to make decisions, right? Uh, it keeps my expenses low. I, I fully realize that, right? And yet... I've been in instances where, you know, I've moved into a new home and then shortly realized some, you know, as I'm learning, like, you know what, I should not be living here. I should be leasing this out. And so I moved out. And to move over, you know, around the country or to take risks in buying a a property that's up in the mountains or that's in Florida or, you know, think about buying a property down in in Scottsdale, Arizona, it's like at, at the end of the day, you can always be resourceful in asking people to support you and setting up systems 
And that's ultimately it, setting up systems, getting the right people on the bus with you to support you in building the lifestyle that you want. So coming back down to brass tacks, it really comes to what type of lifestyle do you want to create? For me, I want to create a lifestyle where I have the freedom, the time freedom and the financial freedom, because ultimately I feel like finances, an abundance of finances gives you options. Okay, it doesn't take your stress away, it doesn't take your pain away, but it certainly gives you options. And so for me, to have the financial abundance to then be able to wake up each and every single day and say, you know what, what do I want to work on? And does what I'm working on bring me joy? Then hell yeah. If it doesn't, or where I'm living doesn't, or what I'm driving doesn't, well then switch things up, right? But again, for me personally, I'm not super connected to material things. I could take it or leave it. I, I enjoy uh, certainly traveling and staying in nice places. And, you know, I love the, the comforts of, of modern day life. And yet it's not a, a requirement for me. And, I, you know, if, if something's damaged, whatever, I don't, I don't lose sleep over it. So I don't care if someone messes up the duvet cover. <laughs> I don't care if someone spills hot cocoa on the couch, you know, in my Airbnb um, or scratches my car. I'm like, you know what? It's just, it's just stuff. It's just stuff. And all that stuff can be repaired. All that stuff can be replaced. The only thing that can't be repaired or replaced is time. And so I learned this the hard way, having been you know, in, in a, in a job or in jobs that I absolutely loathed, that I absolutely hated. And those Sunday evenings were the worst part of my life. I haven't felt that in, fuck, 12 years maybe now, since I left my corporate job in 2010. And that to me is, man, that's, that's worth its weight in gold. But that's why I recommend that you look at ways to acquire income-producing assets, whether it be fran- like buying a franchise. Although, again, that even buying franchises are going to require a shit ton of work <laughs> and time, which obviously we, we all have you know a limited amount of time in this human you know experience and working. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, if you enjoy doing whatever it is that it is that you're investing into, whether it be a franchise or some type of, you know, online drop ship company or, you know, like do whatever makes you happy. But if there are, and not to say that you're, you're always going to be happy doing everything that you're doing, there's certainly challenges in growing any business or growing any relationship or, you know, improving your physical health, all those things require resistance and challenge and overcoming those challenges and being resourceful. I get all that. But I want you to really start to consider like sitting down and writing out what your ideal life would look like. And would it have the same levels of, of stress and anxiety that you feel currently? Maybe there's not enough. Maybe you don't feel like you have very much... Uh, motivation or drive. Maybe you're not clear about what direction you're going in. These are all things, obviously, that I help guys in my coaching with them that I've helped with myself, that continually help with myself um, because I'm just not willing to settle for a life that's mediocre, right? 
And that's not to say that I don't have my challenges and don't have my speed, you know, road bumps. But to, but that that that's why I think for me real estate makes a lot of sense. It's not very difficult to manage. Uh, people will always need a place to stay, you know, to live. There's uh, I can kind of wrap my head around it. There's certainly other businesses and things like that that I could probably get into that would just be way over my head and stress me out, potentially making me a lot more money. But I've also kind of learned through my childhood and through my adulthood that a life that is weighted too heavily in the pursuit of money and physical things doesn't make you happier. The, the Rolls Royce, the jet, the uh, three-piece suit, the Rolex, the car, whatever those things are that, that people chase that are status symbols, they'll feel good for a little bit. But you have to start asking yourself why, why you need those things to validate the value of who you are as a person. And so as, as I've, again, as I continue to mature, as I continue to really dive into, hmm, like what is this whole life about? I've, I've had this fear of, oh, I don't want to get to my life feeling like I have all this untapped potential left inside me. And you know what's happening as I'm doing more and more work on myself, doing more and more meditation, you know what that what that's actually shifting into? It's not so much about a fear of getting to my to the end of my life and not having tapped into my full potential. Because what is that? E- what is that even? Like, you know what the, the the reality is that I could probably look like or look at any day or any scenario and be like, oh, I probably could have given more in that instance. And because of that, it's never enough. And that's exhausting. So the more effort and the more time I spend in meditation and working on myself and with with amazingly powerful coaches who coach me, the more I'm realizing it's not about getting to the end of my life feeling like I, you know, I've I've given my all and tapped into my full potential. I think it actually has to do with I want to to enjoy my life from a sense of peace and knowing that I'm enough. That it's not about potential. It's not even about, it's almost misleading because it's like it's, this podcast is about becoming kings, right? Becoming the best versions of ourselves. And I think at some point things shift when we realize it's not about becoming something. It's about just being it. So it's not about becoming in the future. It's like, you know what? I'm enough today. And I have all the, all the abundance. I have all the, the happiness and the, the self-acceptance that I need today. And for me to, to, to pass away from this human experience, whenever that comes, that time comes, to be able to feel in my heart that I'm loved and that I'm enough like that. That is being a king in my humble opinion. 
it's not about having <laughs> riches and everything else that we leave behind anyways. It's really more about having the confidence or not even the confidence. Well, yeah, I guess it comes with confidence, but it comes with the knowing that we are enough rather than constantly working so hard to prove that we're enough. And that as a result, we, we spend and, and, <laughs> and we don't enjoy the time that we have. Does that make sense? I don't know. I digress, I guess. That's why I feel like I'm so focused right now on acquiring things <laughs> that make more money rather than acquiring things that take money out of my pocket. You know what I mean? Um, that to me is so much more valuable because once, once you get out of the rat race, once you have more passive income, more income coming in than you have, you know, <laughs> expenses going out, then in that game of wealth generating and, and income generating, you've won. And then you can just keep duplicating that, right? And then you get to ask yourself, what is it that I really want to do with my time? What is, why am I really here on this planet? Mm. Those are some good questions to ask. Those are the questions I'm certainly asking myself all the time. And as, as I learned from a, uh, uh, <laughs> a recent summit that I went to, moved people move people. For me to to have the impact on those that I'd love to, to be able to support, I have to be moved internally first for me to have any hopes of moving them towards their hopes and dreams, okay? For me to be stressed and overwhelmed and anxious or sad and isolated, for me to just be in myself, I cannot even begin to think about other people nor do I feel inspired or feel moved in any way, shape, or form. So this is why through this whole Becoming Kings movement, my book, everything else, this podcast, of course, my men's meetings, it's about getting, supporting men in getting through their shit, healing their trauma so that they can step into their purpose, so that they can find their level of fulfillment that, that they want. That's the journey I'm on constantly. I will never, you know, I never get off that journey until, <laughs> you know, I take my last breath and, and I still feel like the journey continues beyond this human experience. But that's why I think it's important. Think about all the ways that you can generate income. And if you had more income to where you didn't have to work for it and trade your, you know, <laughs> your hours or your attention and money was making money on itself how how different would life be for you i don't know it's worth thinking about so thanks for hanging with me on this a uh, little bit longer of a solo podcast but uh, i think there's some good stuff in here that if you really take it to heart you really do some work you really sit down with a journal you kick these ideas around hopefully you know getting some uh, epiphanies here and there will help you know, change things around. If you're unhappy, 
If you're not showing up as your best self, then you have to look at what's in the way, what's keeping you from getting there. So, anyways, I'm always here to help you work through that stuff. And if you'd like to book a, a free call with me to really dive in, I mean, that's my purpose. I mean, that's the reason why I'm on this planet. And uh, I'd love to be able to do that. So go to johnnyking.com, book yourself a free call, mail or female, it doesn't matter. I work, I still work with a lot of women. <laughs> I don't promote it as such. But those that reach out like, hey, do you work with women? I don't know if you work with women. I'm like, of course I do. I've worked with women since 2010. Um, so teach their own men, women, if you need support, I'm just a click away, johnnyking.com. Thanks for joining me. We'll catch up with you on the next episode. Take care. That's it for this one. And I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.